Now back to hour two of Garden Talk with Mr. Mark Weber. Good morning, Mark. So what did you learn in the last hour of Garden Talk? Uh, probably more about broadleaf weeds than I ever knew in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so how does your lawn look right now? Uh, right now, pretty good. Getting your brown spots in the lawn starting starting to show up, maybe? Fortunately, no. Yeah, sorry. We've got a lot of people right now with a little bit of brown patch in their landscape and in their lawns. We're going to talk about that next this next hour of Garden Talk. And, of course, your questions at 457-1290 on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and welcome back to hour number two of Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And in this hour of Garden Talk, we'll be talking to Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms. We're going to talk about brown patch in your lawn. Along with that as well, right now we've got three phone lines that are filled. We've got Don from Miami Township and Mike from Riverside and Larry from Dark County. So, We'll be talking to those folks just in a moment, but first we are joined in studio live by Mr. Jesse Mack. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm good. We're getting dry. Yeah. You know, we had about uh, three or four days with a little bit lower humidity. Mm-hmm. Um, up Including in the, this morning. Up in the upper 80s. Mm-hmm. And when you have lower humidity in the upper 80s, the transpiration level in plants increases. So we've got some landscapes now that are beginning to wilt. I'm seeing that in my lawn a little bit. Yeah. And uh, when we have wilt, we have trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've got some moisture deficiency issues that are beginning to build. And uh, so I was looking at the long-range forecast last night, and I was seeing, in, at least the National Weather Service models, had some wetter weather toward Wednesday or so. That is exactly right. So tell me about it. It's called Barry. Barry's making quite a quite an impact down there in New Orleans yep. right now, isn't? Yep. Once he dumps fifteen to twenty inches down there, he's going to give us some rain as well. You know that remind. See how that thing's spinning on the radar here. We've, yeah, we've the, got the monitors on whatever satellite and radar radar there. showing the thing. Almost it remind. It, it, yeah, see how the the wind's blowing off. Yep. It's blowing from basically from the west back to the east and then it goes over the over the new orleans area like it's almost like it goes over yep. and it's like it reminds me of a wind of a of a windmill it's going around and around and around and that windmill's got buckets and it's grabbing water out of the that gulf is, dumps it on top of new orleans and goes back out and grabs it again that is exactly right and that's why the uh the eastern half of that storm that's where all the rain's going to be so the eastern half of the state of louisiana that's where they're going to get the most rain because wow. like just like you said, it's picking up all that water from the Gulf and tossing it right inland. Fascinating. Yep. Fascinating. It always amazed me. Everything with it amazed me. Everything with weather is circles. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. Or waves. Circles and waves. Circles and waves. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good way of os- thinking of it. The ice oscillation uh, 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 of it. Um, so we're gonna. St- how, what's today gonna be like? Tell us. Uh. So. Right now, it's gorgeous outside, perfect weather. Mm-hmm. As we go throughout the day, it's just a steady, gradual incline with both the temperature and the humidity. So okay. towards dinner time, it's going to be hot and humid, kind of like it's been. All right, so humidity is going to increase because we're getting the remnants of this storm moving. First, first, it's just a, a kind of change. Uh, right now, we have high pressure moving in. It's okay. essentially overhead. That's why it's dry. High pressure moves away, and right. then the winds pick up from the south. Right. So then we get that southern air, that uh, heat and moisture from the south. Okay. Um, Barry itself will arrive late Tuesday into Wednesday. Okay. And right. that's that's going to be good. We're going to get a good amount of rain. Are uh, we? Uh, throughout the next several days. It's going to be uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's isolated. So, you know, most people won't get rain, but some will. So... Eventually, that'll add up to where we get that nice little grocery uh, produce aisle spurts uh, once a day. So what is your prediction as far as rainfall 
total over the next, I guess, seven days. Next seven days. So this, with these kind of things, these pop-up storms, it's the toughest to estimate. Um, but just to average everything out, I'll call a tenth inch. Even though some places could, they could straight up get an inch of rain from one of these downpouring thunderstorms. But I'll just average a tenth a day from that. I think we could get a quarter or more on Wednesday. So hopefully, hopefully for most in the next, we'll, we'll call it the next five days, mm-hmm. including today. Hopefully we can get about a, a quarter to a, a half inch. So for if someone out there, and this is an important part, we're in the time of the year when people need to be applying long season grub control to their lawns. Mm-hmm. And most of these products require watering in. Okay. They need about an inch of rain. Okay. So if you're applying like merit this weekend to your lawn, the good news is there's rain in the forecast. Yeah. And, and so what you're saying, we've probably about half an inch in the models over the next five days. So what's good news is that you only have to make up that other half an inch to make sure the material gets into the soil. Right. Which is really a blessing because usually a lot of times this time of year we turn the water spigot turns off and we're dry. Exactly. So ladies and gentlemen, we've just heard it here on Garden Talk. If you are have long season grub control in your future and I would highly recommend that you do it because it's the cheapest insurance policy on the planet hmm. to have your lawn without being taken out by the grubs and in another month and a half month or two or so from now go ahead and get it down this weekend and uh, i think you're going to get at least enough moisture to do the job you may have to apply a little bit more but if if you're dry sunday monday and tuesday with just those those small chances for thunderstorms you will likely get rain on wednesday so if you right if you want to water early go ahead you'll get rain wednesday perfect so in other words you're going to water to make it rain there you go (laughs) thank you for stopping by no problem good seeing you we'll see you next week okay take care man four five seven twelve ninety that was jesse mack from news center seven let's head to the telephone lines and let's go help don don good morning and uh welcome to garden talk with mark weber good morning uh it's nice talking to you yes sir I have a question. Um, I really love trees, and I've been fortunate um, where I live. Uh, I had five large ash trees when I moved into the to the home that I have now, and I had a a large um, tulip tree that was four inches in diameter, which is now about twelve inches. And I lost all my ash trees, but um, my uh, father instilled a love of trees, and so I had the perimeter of my property, uh, a wide variety of, of trees. And so after they died, I uh, was very fortunate that I had all of those trees that I had planted 20 years ago that are really nice now. Good. Um, and I, many years ago, took your heart, took to heart that you said plant a variety of trees instead of just one kind. Good. Which I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. It would have, uh, all my neighbors, their landscapes look pretty grim without their ash trees. And, uh, but anyway, as I have walked through the neighborhood throughout the years, uh, there's people who have quite a few different types of oaks and um, horseshoe chestnuts and walnuts and everything. And I'd always gather bags of nuts and bring them home for the squirrels. Okay. And, uh, well, anyway, so I had a... Um, Really nice uh, red oak that has popped up, and it's about five foot now. And I would like to transplant it. Uh, it was only three foot uh, at the beginning of in spring. Now it's really sprouted up another couple foot. And I was wondering, um, should I wait till the fall to plant it, or should I plant it, it now? It, it, I guess I lost you. Where, is it planted in the soil, or is it planted in a pot? No, it's in the soil. Okay, what we need to do is prepare it for transplanting, okay? Mm-hmm. Oaks, when they grow, when they germinate, they produce this carrot-like root that goes straight down. Right. And root, so yeah. a lot of times they don't transplant well as, as babies. So what a lot of times we should be doing is preparing that root zone, root system and preparing one for transplanting. So what I want you to do is come fall, um, go out about 12 inches from the base of the stem all the way around it, and I want you to make a cut that's about a 60-degree cut all the way around the root system with a shovel or a spade. Okay? 
And okay. and then make sure you water it real good after you do the cut. And you'll do this in, in the fall, like in September, October. And after you undercut it, then you're going to let it go. Go another season, let it grow, and undercut it the fall of 2020. And then you'll be ready to lift and transplant the spring of 2021. Okay. You know, I had heard you last year to do that mm-hmm. or, you know, talk about that. And I did that last uh, last year. I went out a foot and I cut down to encourage root growth. Yep. And so it would be best then to wait till this fall and do it again. It's going to take twice. And the reason it takes okay. twice is because you're, you're severing and breaking roots. See roots, right. no, roots don't have buds. And I'll say that again. Roots of trees and plants do not have lateral or secondary buds. Mm-hmm. Roots of plants are triggered by hormones and they're triggered by cutting or obstacles. So by cutting, you're actually creating branching. And what we're trying to do is create this plant that has this more branched root system. So during the transplanting process, it's not going to be as abrupt and disruptive. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, very good. So you're in good luck because you're doing the right things, and thanks for calling Garden Talk. Okay, thank you very much. You bet. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Javon, I'm going to do one more, if that's okay with you. I don't want to make people wait too long. Let's head to the telephone lines. Let's go to Riverside. Let's talk to Mike. Mike, good morning. Morning, Mark. Uh, You talked this week on your uh, gardening minute on the radio about how if your yard looks terrible and weeds and all this kind of stuff, that basically nuke it and then start over. Yeah. But you didn't say what to use to do that with. I have a yard in the backyard. My front yard is perfect. It's a real nice yard. Good. But the back has been taken over like by Hades. Um, <laughs> I have weeds growing up by the uh, privacy fence and stuff that are like a quarter inch thick. I mean, you cut them down and and uh, with all this rain and stuff we've got, uh, within a day or two they've grown another six inches. You know. Yeah. Well, what what I, what I have, would suggest? I even have yeah. I even have ivy growing in okay. a corner is of full... my yard. At, so let me and ask I've you tried co- everything to get rid yeah. of that. Let, let me ask a couple questions. Is this an area full sun or sh- any shade or what? Describe the light conditions, please. Uh, it's, it's pretty much uh, full sun during the morning, but in the afternoon there's trees that cover the yard. Okay, so you got a partially s- sunny area. Right. Uh, and this is the challenge. Grass needs full sun. Always has and always will unless they come up with something that can defy science. Um, and this is the problem you got. Um, you got in an area because of the roots of the trees produce a lot of what they call leopathic compounds. And that's chemicals into the soil that inhibit the growth of other plants. So, you know, long term, and this is the word long term management style, you very well may have an area that is not compatible for turf grass. And you may need to look at this from a standpoint of putting in some type of shade perennial garden or semi-shade perennial garden that you have no grass whatsoever in that yard and you won't ever have to mow it again. And I know it may not be what you want, but the reality is, and this is the word reality is, it biologically has physicality, and the word physicality meaning there are so many limiting limiting factors that turf grass will not and cannot survive in those conditions. And I know those are those you may not be what you want to hear. But in nature, we have a term called physicality. And we see it in the woods, we see it in the prairie, we see it in the mountains, we see it see it along oceans where plant communities live. And they are limited by sun, they're limited by soil. And they are limited by moisture and they're limited by things like salt and other things. And you very well may have a place that does not have the physicality that will allow you to grow grass. So what I would suggest is you work with a a good qualified professional, work on some soil testing, work on some light testing with a light meter and see what the limitations are in that site. And then plan your landscape around those limitations for it to thrive. Mike, thanks for your call. Have a great weekend. 
Javon, it's time to take a coffee break. When we come back, we'll give you an updated weather forecast. We'll talk to Larry and Ron. There's two open lines for you, by the way, at 457-1290. Randy Tischer joins us at the bottom of this hour. And I also forgot, I think we're given, uh, we're going to do what one plan I am with two prizes today, Javon. Here on Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. At James Free Jewelers, we love our heroes in uniform, and it shows with our preferred pricing program. We're proud to offer an extra 15% savings to all active military, veterans, police, firefighters, and emergency medical responders. Because at James Free, we know that sound isn't noise, but the sound of freedom. 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering, James Free Jewelers. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium and in 2015 completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives with your gifts. Your heart could keep beating. Your kidneys could keep filtering. And your intestines could keep on digesting for others. And that's not all. You can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor. Restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Before, during, you need to be in your safe spot now. And after the Memorial Day tornadoes. It's just debris everywhere. We've been here for you. Unbelievable damage, Larry. Keeping you and your family safe and informed. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, everybody. Let's uh, check out the updated weather forecast from Mr. Jesse Mack. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees, mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70 and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler 7 radar is um, clear. We've got 66 degrees in Dayton on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290, and uh, let's head to the telephone lines, and let's go talk to Larry in Dark County. Larry in Dark County, good morning. Hi, Mark. Uh, i just like to start off by saying... Uh, I'd like to thank you for dedicating your time and helping all of us with our problems that we have. <laughs> They're not problems, Larry. They are challenges. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and and I th- some of us, some of us don't have the knowledge to know how to solve them. And we're just glad that there's someone like you that does. Well, I enjoy it. T- well, the, the dirty little secret about me is I love to teach. I love and love to talk and teach about what I what I passionately love in life, and, and, and it's one of those blessings that uh, 
I was fortunate enough in life to figure out what I really wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and how much I wanted to love it. And I was inflicted with plant attention deficit disorder, so it's really a good thing, I guess. How can I help you, sir? Uh, I have a question about white clover in my yard, what I could best spray that with to get rid of it. Okay. Larry, white clover in a yard is a big, big indicator to me that you've got a nutrient deficiency of some sort. So we need to do that thing that Mark always talks about, soil test. We don't guess. We soil test. Okay. We need to start working on a, a, a quality nutritional program for your lawn. And think of it like yourself. If you don't eat right, if you don't sleep right, and if you don't take care of yourself, Larry, what happens? You get sick, right? Correct. Yeah. It's kind of the same commonsensical thing with plants. Plants need proper nutrition. I will tell you, uh, the thousands of soil test reports that, that I read in my office and write reports, I see numbers that uh, some very, I see there's a trend that's occurred over the last five to 10 years, and that trend has been a decreasing amount of phosphorus and potassium in the vast majority of soils in the Western Ohio basin. And that deficiency is showing up at levels now with red thread disease and brown patch disease at epidemic levels now. And one of the sidebars of all that is white clover. Clover is a legume, meaning that it fixes and makes its own food. Nitrogen, okay? And so it's not dependent on fertility as much as, as grass plants are. So as the lawn's nutritional, the soil continues to deplete, that's when we have more weeds. And like I've often stated for 28 plus years on the radio, your best defense against weeds in the lawn is a properly fertilized lawn. You know, and, and, and people think that uh, you don't need to fertilize. You do need to fertilize, and sometimes more often than your neighbor. And, and I always get this question, well, why does my lawn have all these problems and my neighbor doesn't? Because that historically, your neighbor probably did a better job. I'm sorry to tell you that. And, yes, it costs money to property care for a property, and it's called maintenance. Okay, well, that makes sense because look at our farmers. Uh, you know, what kind of crops would the farmers have if they didn't take care of the soil? You're right. And without fertilization, they don't increase yields and they don't increase yields. They don't increase profit. And it's, right. it's, 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 it's agricultural economics 101. I mean, you have to fertilize to produce a plant. And if you don't fertilize, you produce a substandard product. And that's the reality that there is. Larry... Good luck to you. Don't guess. You what, Larry? Use soil test, right? Sure. <laughs> take take care, Larry. Bye-bye. I appreciate your help. Thank you. Thank you, and I appreciate your kind words as well. When we come back, okay. we're going to talk to Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms, Ron from Tippecanoe, and Tyler, too. You're up next. And then, Mike, two open lines. That's right. Two open lines to talk to the garden guru. That's me, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 7.30. I'm Dave Daniels with a WHIO News Update. Our top story, Tropical Storm Barry takes aim at the Louisiana Gulf Coast. Tropical Storm Barry looks to bring rain into the Miami Valley. I'll let you know when. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now WHIO triple team traffic got an accident this hour in the 2600 block of East 3rd Street. Our top story, millions along the Gulf Coast are bracing for impact as Tropical Storm Barry inches closer. Louisiana and Mississippi are already under states of emergency. In New Orleans, the main concern is flooding. We know people are hunkering down. We went to Walmart where the flashlights in the water were completely sold out. 
This is a big test for the levee system here that was upgraded after Hurricane Katrina. We're expecting the Mississippi River to crest between 18 to 25 feet. The levees are just 20 feet, so flooding a big concern here in New Orleans. Hillary Lane with team coverage. Lots of things to do around the Miami Valley today if you don't mind being hot and sweaty. Country concert continues today in Fort Laramie. It's going to start off cool and comfortable, but by the afternoon and into the early evening hours, that heat index is going to be all the way up towards 90 degrees. Thankfully, plenty of sunshine throughout the day. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag is back in moments with his exclusive WHIO forecast. A man is arrested on suspicion of OVI after his truck ends up in the reservoir at Buck Creek State Park. Cops say the truck jumped a curb at the re a reservoir's boat ramps and ended up in the water where it still remains. The uncooperative driver was taken into custody. Cops say they'll likely need divers to attach a tow rope in order to pull the truck out of the water. Two of the three boat ramps there are currently closed because the truck is still there. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees. Mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70 and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is all clear this hour. It is 66 degrees in Vandalia, 60 in Springfield, and 66 in Dayton at 733. With news on the hour, the half, and instantly when it breaks, I'm Dave Daniels on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk depend on it. I'm here today with Professor Richard Goldman, who's holding history in the palm of his hand. Uh, tell me, Professor, what does it feel like? Well, like two uncirculated U.S. $10 Gold Liberty Vintage coins. These coins are from the California Gold Rush era. Look at the detail. This coin is over 100 years old, but it looks nearly brand new. A limited number of these coins were rescued from government meltdown. The surviving gold coins are still in uncirculated condition, and they're available courtesy of government.com. How can the public get their hands on these beautiful Gold Liberty coins? Well, to find out how to secure your coins at this exceptional government price, call 1-800-695-3108. But there's a limit of three per household. So call now and we'll give you a free gold guide plus a bonus Patriots pack, including a 100-year-old U.S. Lincoln cent just for calling. Call now to get your free gold guide, including an actual 100-year-old U.S. Lincoln cent valued at over $10 free. 1-800-695-3108. That's 1-800-695-3108. Now, we are seeing these storms moving a little bit towards the eastern portion of the Miami we Valley. We are the only station with the Miami Valley's only live Doppler radar. That means we know minutes before any other station when a tornado or severe storm is approaching your neighborhood. Technology is great, but add that to our live team of meteorologists, and you have the most accurate forecast designed to keep your family safe. Get Storm Center 7 updates around the clock here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Own a Google Nest device? When you get home, tell Google to play WHIO radio. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Well, good morning, sir. How are you? Well, I'll tell you what. It, yeah. uh, this week, I think yesterday, was one of the most beautiful mornings we had a long time around here. We had low humidity, and the sun was bright, and... Um, bright and wonderful and uh, i felt quite blessed to be outside and uh 
And then I read today that we're going to humidity is going to increase. And uh, we got a lot of people right now complaining about brown patch in their lawn. Yeah. And, um, you know, this this disease is 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 a form of what they call rhizoctonia. And uh, it causes the crown of the plant to die, but it doesn't. I mean, it causes the top of the plant to die, but it doesn't affect the crown of the plant. Yep. And uh, the way that you, you know, can prevent it is by planting resistant. There are resistant varieties from what I read, yep. which, which I've yet to see any of those actually work. Um, well, you know, <laughs> resistant doesn't always mean completely uh, uh, bulletproof. But, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, some are more resistant than others, but uh, I don't think anything out there... And we're talking about mainly turf type tall fescue, and we're talking brown patch here. Yeah. And uh, and and it, it's a it's a disease that that uh, comes uh, in almost overnight. I would you know when 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 the nighttime temperatures in the summertime stay above 70 degrees, and we get this high humidity and and uh, and warm hot daytime temperatures. But the kicker is. Those nighttime temperatures stay above 70 degrees. It's almost, I can almost guarantee that our phone will come off the hook with, uh, with people that said, I don't know what happened. My turf-type tall fescue lawn was gorgeous yesterday, and this morning it's just gone all to pot. There's brown patches everywhere. Yeah. What do I have? And, of course, they just identified their, uh, their disease. They've got brown patch. That's one of the uh, Achilles heels of... Uh, of turf type tall fescue, every uh, probably every plant, Mark. You're more versed yeah. in, a, in the whole plant world than I am, but uh, I imagine every plant has a uh, an Achilles heel to it in one form or another. And and uh, with turf type tall fescue, brown patch is probably its Achilles heel. And all uh, living things have Achilles heels. I mean, that's just the reality of life. <laughs> you know, that I, is, and, and yeah. you know. With brown patch, it's normally not just like you said. It's normally not life-threatening. It mm-hmm. it normally uh, uh, you normally recover from it. Uh, you can use fungicides to speed up the recovery process, but uh, normally, and uh, that's not all the time, but normally uh, uh, you you do recover from it if you do get severe cases. Uh, uh, that's why we've got uh, uh, September, August, and September coming up here. Uh, uh, you can do some reseeding, but some of the things you can do to to help yourself a little bit is to uh, water early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a fungus. It's a it's a fungus that uh, attaches to the plant. And if you get in a practice of if you're going to do any watering, and Mother Nature may do the watering for us. I don't need that. Uh, all that water coming in here Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, by the way. I don't know about you, but we're getting a little dry in places. But I, I, I just, I don't know, Randy. I hate sometimes those systems are a blessing, and sometimes those systems are a curse. You know, the other thing, Randy, and I, I wanted to mention this to our listeners today. Um, yesterday, when I was going, I mowed my lawn and did a few things at home, and I realized to myself as I was preparing to, to mow my lawn with my mower, I said, you know, I should really set my mower at the highest level on the deck. I've been mowing it about two in, you know, my turf-type tall fescue lawn, I keep it right at three inches. Okay. And, uh, I, you know, I said to myself, you know, I'm going to bring it up to three and a quarter. And this is why. Because I thought to myself, what is the what does grass blades do beyond photosynthesis? They store water. Yep. When you think about it, they store water. Trees store water in their branches and leaves, too. So I thought to myself, why not raise the deck of the mower? I'm going to increase the density of the cover over the crown of the plant. And more so, I am going to increase, decrease the amount of fluids I'm going to lose out my grass blades when I cut it. And thus, I'm going to basically reduce the amount of need for irrigation because I've increased, I've not decreased the amount of water inside the plant. Well, you've taken some of the stress off the plant. That's yep. part of the. Uh, that's part of what you can do to to try to try to protect yourself from brown patch. You can raise the mower deck and yep, and you can mow with a very sharp mower blade. That's a that's one of the brown patch. Uh, uh, you know what to do for for reducing your chances of brown patch. You mow with a, a sharp mower blade so you don't. Rip that more or that leaf uh, uh, part. You you slice it with a surgical cut and uh, 
don't open it up to uh, the pathogen for the brown path, pathogen, the uh, fungus pathogen to enter the leaf. There's, uh, there's all kinds of little things you can do to, uh, to make the plant a little happier and a little uh, more bulletproof, so to speak, uh, to some of these diseases like brown patch. So, yeah, raise that more deck. I'm all for you. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things I wanted to share with everybody today. And also, reverse the mower direction. I cannot say that enough, folks, and this is why this is key. When you mow, if you keep going the same direction, you will cause the, gra- the blades of grass to, tr- to bend the same direction as which you mow. And what happens is those blades of grass literally lay down or in a position where they have higher levels of humidity in that direction in which they get bent all the time. You following me, Randy? I'm with you. And so when you change the direction, you're pulling the grass blades the opposite direction. And when you do so, you thus increase the amount of airflow, less humidity upon the grass surface, so you decrease the likelihood of the disease to affect the plant. Well, and, and, and to be honest with you, you're wearing that part of the lawn out. Exactly. Uh, and, and I've seen people that mow the same, same, same wear tracks every time they mow, and they get it down to the point where they actually wear that plant out. Uh, you know, tall fescue is a, a tough plant, but it doesn't uh, recover nearly as fast as... Uh, as uh, bluegrass uh, does, it doesn't have a rhizome to it to speak of, and right. uh, and uh, you can actually wear bare spots in the yard by not going a different direction. Be creative, make yes. little designs in your yard. Go make uh, you know, be like those uh, sports fields you see on TV, and create all kinds of cool designs in your yard. So <laughs> go a different direction each time you mow, and. Uh, See what you can do to be uh, be creative in your landscape. There you go. Mr. Tisher, as always, thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, I hope we don't talk about, uh, <laughs> about, about anything to do with severe water. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. I got, I, got, I got a bunch of ground that I got to get planted here about the first part of August and September, Mark. So we need to, I know. We need to talk about some, some nice, ideal planting weather dry conditions you know just perfect that uh, we will we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pray we'll pray for you mr tisher okay put a, put my order in for me will I, you i won't i'm sure he'll be listening as well all right thank you very much <laughs> take care randy all right bye-bye you've been in the grass with randy tisher of green velvet sod farms our ask the expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions call mark weber at 457-1290 it's our ask the expert weekend on 1290 and 95.7 whio dayton's news and talk randy's never happy with the weather <laughs> 7.44, 15 minutes before the 8 o'clock hour. Let's head to the telephone lines, 457-1290. Let's go talk to Ron in Tip City. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Mark. Uh, hear your show once in a while. Uh, I have this huge oak tree. Uh, I said four foot across, three and a half. I mean, it's, it's huge. And... I'm looking out, and I see the top of it, all the leaves are brown on it. Oh, boy. Do I have something major going on now? You may. Um, Ron, first of all, you need to work with a certified arborist. Right. The first thing that I will tell you that I would be suspicious of is a disease called oak wilt. Okay. Oak wilt um, is a real problem. Um, this is a disease that gets moved around by insects. And once it's inside um, one oak, it can be moved to another oak by root graft um, transmissions. Um, it needs to be looked at by a qualified arborist. And when I mean a qualified arborist, I'm talking about an International Society of Arboriculture certified arborist. And you don't want anybody else but that. Um, the tree needs to be looked at. And if it's an oak, the other thing that needs to be looked at is its overall structure and its condition. And the other thing is, Ron, with it being an older oak, from what I hear, you got a big oak. Is that right? Yes. Yes, it's huge. You need to work with an arborist that understands how to manage old trees. Okay. And what I mean is trees go through processes in, in, in age. 
there's a juvenile stage, there's an adult stage, there's a, there's a stage of old age, and then there's a uh, then there's a stage of antiquity. And each of those stages in life require a certain degree of management that's different than the other degree. Meaning, the way that we manage an adult tree versus an ancient tree is totally different. Totally different mentality, a totally different understanding of how the plant works. And a lot of times with older trees, we try to reduce their chance of failure by actually removing parts of the tree ahead of the failure. And we call that re-entrenchment pruning. Um, and that's where, if with an older tree, I tell you, the, the arborist that I would typically tell you to work with would be a board-certified master arborist versus a certified arborist. Okay. And the reason is BCMAs typically have a higher degree of understanding of the word re-entrenchment. Um, and there are arborists out there that, under, that, that will tell you that I would refer you to a different arborist just because of the age and the size of the tree. The other thing with oaks, oaks um, can hide some things, meaning that you want to also work with an arborist that it's also likely has what they call track qualification, which is T-R-A-Q, which is tree risk assessment qualification that understands decay intimately. Oaks, okay. oaks have some things that go on with them that are totally different than any other species of tree. And even within the oak family, there are varied degrees of differences between oaks. I think in Ohio, we've got, I think, 45 or 60 different species of oaks in Ohio. And each one of them, drawn is dramatically different than its, its, its cousin. Not all oaks are created equal, what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, and, um, you know, and this is the thing, Ron. That tree is special special in the scheme yep. in the scheme of things that tree is as is as great as it gets in the world of of in the world of trees and that tree is special from the standpoint is that it's if it could tell the story of all the things it's witnessed in life it is special more so it has numerous value to your landscape more monetarily I can't be replicated very easily. So I'd like for you to go to a website called trees for number four, Ohio dot org. And you can look up a certified arborist or board certified master arborist through that website. Um, uh, part of the, part of that broke up. Can you give me that again? Trees. T R E E S number four, Ohio dot org okay and and you can also go uh, trees are trees are good dot org as well and get the same type of information but in ohio we now have our own little search engine to find qualified arborist and 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 people get mad at me ron when i talk about this particularly with the people in the and the hackers and whackers from springfield that go around and knock on doors and stuff those aren't the people you right. want these you want right. people who don't knock on doors and I will have to forewarn you, certified arborists are very busy people because we are high in high demand because people want people that know their stuff, okay? Right. And as certified right. arborists, we have continuing education. We more that you just doesn't mean you just pass the test. It means that you have to maintain that certification. And like from my particular standpoint, sir, I'm a board certified master arborist. I have to have 60 continuing education units in three separate categories every three years. That's a lot of education. Sure. And is. that means that I'm at a higher level than a regular certified arborist that does 30 in the same time period. So it's two different worlds. But, Ron, right. good luck. Um, I hope your tree tree survives whatever it's got. Okay? All right. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. The help. You bet, Ron. When we come back, we're going to talk to Max and Mike, maybe you, at 457-1290 on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Savings are a mail-in rebate. See store for details. Saudi Solution Services, Inc., with an ISO 9001 certified and CMMI Level 3 appraised corporate headquarters, has built a global footprint providing innovative cross-disciplined professional services, engineering, and cyber solutions to the Department of Defense, Department of Homeland Security, federal agencies, and commercial customers. We are a woman-owned, service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Resumes are always welcome. To learn more, visit SaudiSolutionServices.com. If you're a commercial building owner, you know the headaches that broken doors and locks can cause. Hi, it's Sergeant Mark. The Flying Locksmiths have been trusted by building owners and tenants like you for over 70 years. Everything from door repair and replacement to access controls and CCTV cameras, as well as traditional locksmithing services. The Flying Locksmiths of Dayton can handle all your physical security needs. Visit them online at flyinglocksmiths.com. They have a saying, if it's on the door, we handle it eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. Will you volunteer to help people like Richard, a U.S. Naval veteran who suffered severe PTSD after his service? He was left homeless for a period of time and his oral and overall health are suffering. Because of congressional limitations, the VA can't provide the dental help he needs. Through our Will You See One Vet program, we focus on helping U.S. military veterans like Richard. Now we are seeking more general dentists and specialists to donate treatment to at least one veteran with special needs. When you volunteer with DLN's program to see one vet, we handle the details so you can focus on the care. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message and help us make a difference in the life of a veteran in need. Visit WillYouSeeOneVet.org to learn more. That's WillYouSeeOneVet.org. The recovery continues from the Memorial Day tornadoes, and WHIO isn't going anywhere. Listen for live local updates on Miami Valley recovery efforts and stories from our community. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You have to admit, Javon, it's a much better program with telephone calls than Mark just talking for three straight hours. You have to admit. And the, and the radio sh- uh, Garden Talk show host, be it me, is in much better mood that way, aren't I? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees. Mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70, and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HD7 radar shows uh, no rain activity, gorgeous sunrise everywhere, 66 in Dayton on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. 457-1290, next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to do What Plan I Am with two prizes, and uh, we'll tell you about that once we start. Let's head to the telephone lines and do what we do best, which is help you at 457-1290. Mike, good morning and welcome to Garden Talk. Yeah, I was on just a little bit ago, and I got disconnected. Okay. I didn't get to hear what you said about what I should do to kill all the stuff in my backyard, the weeds and the grass and everything, and start over. Well, there's... Uh, I've also got... uh, Mike, 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 slow down, slow down. Just My point being is, Mike, before you do anything, you got to have a plan. You don't have a plan. Your plan, your plan, your plan, sir, is not rooted in reliable science. 
Your plan is to do something that nature is not going to allow you to do unless there is reliable facts and data to state that it will work. And what I'm hearing from what you've described in the conditions, which is shade, more than half of the day, is not adequate enough radio photo, not enough light for photosynthesis to happen in a grass plant. And then unless you cut down all the trees and put more light in your yard, you're not going to grow grass. And more so, the herbicides that you would likely use to kill the ivy may hurt the trees. So once again, you need to work with a qualified professional to determine what the sufficient facts and data are of your site to come up with an intelligent plan that will result result in a better landscape. Yeah, I've, I've kind of used a lot of stuff to try to kill that ivy, and it's taken over more and more of my yard. It's about a quarter of the yard now. Once again, Mike, on every year. once again, Mike, do we know the genus and the species of the ivy we're trying to control? No. No. Again, we don't have reliable facts and data to make a reasonable, calculated, educated guess or estimate on how we're going to manage this condition. Again, Mike, get reliable facts and data. Work with a qualified professional, and you will likely come up with a better solution than to do it ad hoc. So I wish you the best, sir. Thank you for your call. 457-1290. Let's go talk to Max in Springfield. Good morning, Max. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm well, Max. That's good. Um, I don't know anything about plants. I'm I'm ignorant. I retired from the military, and I'm getting ready to get my SWAT team together. We're going to come down there to WHIO, get you in my yard, kidnap you for a couple of weeks, so we can get my yard together. <laughs> you don't need to kidnap me, Max. That's oh my. First of all, Max, I, I I find it hard to believe that you're ignorant. Okay, that's 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 something that no one should say that about themselves in any. And you know what, it, Max? Oh, well, I'm going to say about my my yard. I, I don't know, know but Max, Max, my Max, this is what the important the thing I want to say to you. Okay. Uh-huh. Never be afraid to stop learning. Okay. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. Let me find out. Okay. Exactly. You know, don't <laughs> people sometimes think, Oh my God, am I going to have to learn all these things that Mark knows? No, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to know all these things. What I'm saying is, is the last gentleman to make and make a plan on how to manage something. You have to have sufficient facts and data to make an educated decision to, to apply the science. And that's the part that I try to bring to this show every week. We have right. a science that tells us how to manage our landscape. If we don't follow the science, we get less than desirable results. Right. So Max, I'm gonna put you on hold. Because the music is playing, which means Javon is going to shut my microphone off and not allow me to talk for about four minutes. Okay. All right. So when he comes back and turns the microphone back on, Uh I will be able to talk to you, Max. Okay. Okay. okay, Just blame it on. Team on standby too. I'll I'll put you go have a cup of coffee because I'm going to have one, Max. So before Javon turns my microphone off, okay? Okay. We'll talk to you a couple minutes, Max. Thank you, Max and Todd and Frank. Have a cup of coffee, maybe some pancakes, or maybe some eggs and bacon. And we'll be right back after this on Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 957 WHIO Dean's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.